1: After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. We head to the Broad and Crouppen Celebrity Line on 101 ESPN. That's Michelle Smallman. I'm Randy Carricker. And Philadelphia Phillies right-hander Kyle Gibson has a great event coming up in St. Louis. It's called the Big League Blast Sporting Clays Tournament. It's going to be at the St. Louis Skeet and Trap Club in Pacific on October 30th. Kyle, thanks for joining us on 101 ESPN. How are you doing this morning?
2: Hey, I'm doing good, guys. Hey, sorry I'm a little late. I walked away from my phone at the wrong time. I apologize for that.
1: Not a problem at all. We like having you on and I want to, first of all, find out uh, what you've thought of the playoffs so far. How close of attention are you paying to the playoffs and uh, what have you thought?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think they've been really evenly matched. I mean, you know, even the games or or the series that have been over quick I feel like the teams have, have played pretty good games and and have been evenly matched I think this Astros uh this Astros series is going to be a lot of fun here over the next couple of days uh, the Red Sox and the Astros are really evenly matched um and I think we all knew that the Dodgers weren't going to get swept so uh they're too good of a team to to go down and, and lose four straight so I don't even know when the last time was they lost four straight games so it definitely wasn't going to be in the playoffs
3: Kyle, do you have a feel for which one of these four teams will be standing when the confetti falls?
2: Gosh, it's just it's so tough because I think they all have, you know, a few uh, a few strengths that stand out to me. Um, you know, but I think the the thing that has been really really uh interesting that I just don't know how it's going to hold up, but um, you know, for instance, the Astros even though they're so good offensively, they haven't had a starter get into the fourth inning in a long time. Like I don't know how they can just keep doing that. I know you have off days built in, but man, today's going to be a tough game for that bullpen because of how much they've thrown. And on top of it, this is the first year that these guys have gone 162 games in a season in two years. So um, if I had to pick one, I think the Braves are probably playing the best baseball right now. Um, So probably the Braves. Kyle,
1: as a guy who goes six innings more times than not at the major league level, how would you feel if in the playoffs a manager came to get you in the third inning?
2: So that's... (laughs) We talk about this a lot, you know, more than more than we probably should, you know, in the dugout, um, you know, what it feels like to be taken out early, and and you know when you how how many times you'd like to stay out there, and of course we all want to stay out there as long as possible, you know. Very rarely do we actually you know tell the manager that we're done, um, and I, I think the the unique thing about the playoffs is that you, you just want to win the game. Right, so I mean, you, you're not worried about you know any uh, any tomorrow necessarily. You're worried about today. So in the moment, um, you can get over it a whole lot faster um, because you want to win the game. But at the same time, we all have this uh, you know internal confidence in ourselves that you know for the most part we believe we're the best guy to be out there. Um, so the third inning is always a shock. I feel like you know you never go into a game expecting that. So it's a it's a shock to the system when you look over, even if you're struggling. And you see the manager coming out there, you know, way too early.
3: Speaking of managers, Kyle, I'm just curious, what was your reaction when you heard that the Cardinals were parting ways with their manager, Mike Schilt?
2: Yeah, you know, we live just west here of St. Louis here, you know, all off season. So, you know, we get Cardinals news pretty quick and a lot of my family here, uh, you know, grew up Cardinals fans, so we hear a lot about it. But I thought it was pretty surprising. Um, I feel like uh the Cardinals had done a really good job in that turnaround. But you know, it's it's just from the reports I've heard, um, you know, if you wanna make a move to a certain, you know, analytical side, you know, which it seems like a lot of front offices are, you know, they wanna have You know, guys that are gonna go less on gut instinct maybe and and you know, more on on following the numbers, which I think you can do it both ways and be very successful. You know, I just heard you guys talking about the Rays. Well Yeah, they made it to the World Series. They were one of two teams to make it. So I think it works. Um, You know, it just creates certain uh, certain conundrums when, you know, Blake Snell's, you know, throwing a shutout. and You got to take him out.
3: As a player, how do you feel about teams taking more of an approach where they lean on analytics? Because Tony LaRusso always used to say it's men, not machines. So I'm just curious from the player side, how do you feel about front offices leaning on that to build their teams?
2: You know I've been really fortunate to have managers who have been able to mold and mesh both of them. Um, I think there's a place um, for both in the game, and I don't think you know like you just said we're we're human beings, we're men not machines and you never can tell when an offensive you know when a player is going to just decide to hit the ball to the right side and take advantage of that hole and I think when you look at the best offensive teams, they really pick and choose their times to do that. Um, because it, it really puts the defense in a, in a tough spot, but, um, man, I, I, I think that, uh, you would be kind of crazy to not take advantage of the numbers at your disposal. Um, and, uh, but I think at the same time, when you lose the human element of it, um, Uh, I think you lose a big part of the game, and and you probably are going to get exploited at certain times.
1: What was it like when you went to Philly? Because Joe Girardi, when he was in New York, was accused of being a non-analytics guy, although nobody in the front office said that he wasn't. And then at the top of the food chain there, Dave Dombrowski is not uh, a classic analytics guy, certainly by any stretch. So was that organization different when you got to it?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think every organization... um, you know, has its differences and, and has its different approaches. Um, you know, I think I had a lot of really good conversations with our pitching coach Caleb and You know, he was with the Reds, and you know they're pretty heavy analytics. So just kind of you know listening to how he's you know integrating in, into the system. And um, didn't have many analytical conversations with Joe, but um, you know you can tell that he's he's a baseball guy. So um, you know when it's when you get numbers in front of baseball guys, and you can you know myself included, I'm not as smart on this number side. So when you get the numbers in front of me and and show me how they work, I can get on board with that. And then, you know, if we can have conversations about how we can mesh them and morph them a little bit, I can get on board with that. So um, I I don't feel like Joe's any different uh, when it comes to that.
3: Kyle, anytime I talk to an athlete who plays or played in Philadelphia, I'm always curious about the fans, especially somebody who's from the Midwest and who lives (laughs) in the Midwest. What was that like for you to go to a place and, and deal with the fans in Philadelphia?
2: So I experienced both sides fairly quickly. Um, I got the uh, the excited side, you know, playing against the Mets, you know, in, in my first home start, and, and we swept them that weekend. That was incredible. Um, and then I saw the side where, you know, maybe they get a little bit uh, heavy on booing, right? But mm-hmm. – you know what? What I realized was that they just want the players to play the best game possible, and it's not that you know they're necessarily mad that we had a bad game or they you know really want us off the team. I think they just expect us to play clean baseball and expect us to make good baseball decisions. And I feel like when they see that, they understand the game, and then they you know react. And I think uh, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Um, you know, I think they're passionate, and I think they they really just want to see us succeed as much as we want to and when they see us make bad decisions you know they're going to let you know about it
1: hey kyle before we get to the sporting clays tournament uh, i have to get your opinion of this adam wainwright in his own big league impact fantasy football league is
2: one in five Ooh. Uh, are you shocked uh yeah, I, get, I need to pick my words carefully here because uh <laughs> I had a very unfortunate week this week in our Big League Impact staff uh, fantasy football league, so I probably ought to tread lightly. Um, <laughs> and I myself, <laughs> I myself am uh, am in the same situation in two other leagues that I drafted. So um, I've had a little bit of an issue with getting wins, um, but I do know that Wayno does have a pretty good track record with fantasy football. Uh, so I am a little bit surprised, but from what I've heard, he's willing to do anything it takes to win. Yeah. So um, my guess is he will make a trade, swing something with someone, and, uh, and get it turned around.
3: Yeah, we're not counting him out, Kyle, that's for sure. Um, <laughs> so you have a great event, a Sporting Clays tournament at the St. Louis Skeet and Trap Club in Pacific, Missouri, coming up. Um, but I want to go back to how all of this started. How did you get involved with Adam Wainwright and Big League Impact?
2: Yeah, so I was sitting with Adam um, at a conference called Professional Athletes Outreach uh, in the winter one year, and he was talking about the fantasy football leagues that they were doing. And um, you know, I said, "Hey, you know, I'd like to do a fantasy football league." He's like, "All right, well, let's get you scheduled to do it." So I did probably four of them in Minnesota um, before I you know, ended up signing with Texas. And then um, we were sitting we were sitting at that same conference actually in 2018. And uh, you know, you guys are probably going to get a kick out of this. I hope Adam doesn't get mad at me. Me, but he goes hey uh, I'm not really sure how much longer I'm going to be playing and uh, you know maybe next year is going to be it and uh, I really want to have another player at big league impact to, to kind of and kind of take the reins and be the face of a current player and I joked with him I was like Adam you're probably going to play longer than I am what are you talking about <laughs> and uh, and I said well hey I'd, I'd love to be you know vice president and, and have some fun there and um, so that's kind of how I got on board as vice president and, and uh, it's been fun the last few years to, to be able to kind of learn the ins and outs of, of what makes him tick and and just to be able to get some guidance from him on, on the charity side of things
1: and people can visit bigleagueimpact.org slash blast for this October 30th event it's going to take place place at uh, the St. Louis Skeet and Trap Club in Pacific, and
2: uh,
1: it's going to raise money for Grace's Place. Tell us about Grace's Place.
2: Yeah, Grace's Place is a local charity here in Franklin County, um, and uh, they are a children's emergency shelter for kids 18 and under. Uh, Families can either drop kids off or extenuating circumstances where, you know, maybe the state has to drop them off or or whatever it might be. But excuse me they're they're there to to really be a service to families who are going through a tough time and they end up taking kids to school feeding kids housing kids they have two locations where they house kids um and it's just it's an amazing organization um and uh, we're we're excited to be partnering up with them this year on this um and trying to help them out because you really anywhere that you look you either have kids who are hungry or kids who are in an extenuating circumstance that they really had no control over. So for us to be partnering with Grace's Place and and try to help the kids here locally in Franklin County, um, you know, it's an honor.
1: And you have some teammates, former teammates, St. Louis guys that are going to be on hand with you, Sam Coonrod, Archie Bradley, Ian Kennedy, Aaron Nola, Trevor Rosenthal is going to show up. And uh, from what I understand, it's it's a family event, right? You can bring kids out to shoot skeet as well
2: yep absolutely. So it's set up like a golf tournament where you know there's thirteen stand or twelve stands, and you go you travel from stand to stand and you get eight shots at each stand, and then you you know see what your score is at the end, trying to hit the clay targets. But uh, yeah, you know we had some kids out there shooting last year, um, and j b at at the St. Louis Keaton trap does a great job. so um, It's definitely going to be a lot of fun. I know Brad Thompson's making it as well. Um, I'm putting a little bit of pressure here on Lance Lynn, trying to get him out there uh, and a couple other guys. But um, it's definitely going to be a lot of fun. And, and um, you know, fans and, and just people who either like shooting or people who like baseball. Um, are going to have a lot of fun coming out. We're going to have a lot of great silent auction items as well. So, um, all doing it for a great cause, and and it's just a little different event. You know, it gives people a chance to get outside and and do something that you know maybe they don't normally do.
1: And Kyle, we wanted to ask you one question. As a Mizzou grad, the top receiver in the country, Luther Burden III, commits to Mizzou yesterday. You pretty oh, fired yeah. up
2: as a Mizzou guy? <laughs> So I was sitting with my wife last night, and I was like, "Hey, Missouri gets another chance at the number one wide receiver in the country. Last time it might not have worked out so well with Dorio Green Beckham, but you know, anytime that Mizzou can land a guy like that, um, it's a big thing for the program and a big thing for the school. So, um, you know, I, I think uh, I think it's something that's going to help the program trend in the right direction for sure. All right,
1: hey Kyle, thanks so much for taking the time. We appreciate it, and uh, thanks for what you and your wife Elizabeth do for the community. And again, people can go to BigLeagueImpact.org/slash. to participate in the Sporting Clays Tournament October 30th at the St. Louis Skeet and Trap Club in Pacific. Have a great day, sir. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. You too. Take care. That is Kyle Gibson of the Philadelphia Phillies. Mizzou guy, lives in the area, and doing great things for our community with Adam Wainwright and Big League Impact.
0: Here's the lowdown on lowering bad cholesterol from LecVio. Lowering bad cholesterol is hard, but you could do hard. You live through five fad diets. Eleven sleep training nights. Nine mediocre middle school recitals. One heart attack. Or call 1-833-537-8462. Ask your doctor about Leqvio. That's L-E-Q-B-I-O. Lower. Longer. Leqvio. Let me guess. Unknown caller? You could reduce the number of unwanted calls and emails with online privacy protection. The latest innovation from Discover will help regularly remove your personal info, like your name and address, from 10 popular people search websites that could sell your data. And we'll do it for free. Activate in the Discover app. See terms and learn more at discovercom online privacy protection.